Now, we've been talking about the Christian life. We've been talking about really who we are in Christ. If you do not know, if you don't understand who you are in Christ, then the Christian life is going to be very difficult. It's going to be very wishy-washy. It's going to be, you're going to be, um, you're going to be going up and down and up and down in your beliefs. You're going to be, you're going to be like a, a child, as the Bible says, you know, like out in the sea going, just, just the wind will just take you anywhere that it wants to take you. You've got to be grounded in what you believe. Now, this time of year, the, do, the biggest difficulty that those of us who are pastors have is we have so many people that are gone here, gone here. There are so many things going on this time of year that it's very difficult for people to be here every Sunday. It's very important for you to be here as much as you possibly can. And that's not, now I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to condemn you in any way, but the things that I'm teaching here, especially in the past few weeks, are very important to hear as much as you can. Because what happens is, is the things that I'm teaching, a lot of it is not taught in many churches today. Uh, it's, very, it's very dangerous to teach the things that I'm teaching right now, especially today. Because we're going to be talking about two or three things that some of you probably have never heard. And if you did, you probably have heard that they were wrong. A lot of things we were taught were wrong. I'm speaking for myself too, when I was, when I was growing up. So we, just be here as much as you can. And if you're not here, uh, I think you can bring it up on the, on the website. Are we still doing that? Okay. So you can bring it up on the website to keep you up to date. Because what happens is is if you're here once a month or twice a month and you don't hear everything that I say, you may hear in your ears some other kind of doctrine that I'm not trying to say. You've got to hear the whole story. You've got to hear everything before you understand, really. It's all about maturing the believers. That's why I'm here. Now, Christianity, the Christian life, is a, is a common sense life. Are you listening to me still? Let, 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 old, let old Papa, Pastor, whatever you always call me, what do you call me? Pastor Paul Paul, talk to you for a minute about common sense. It is common sense to, be, to live a Christian life. And what do I mean by that? Guys, you do the best job you can wherever you work. You don't try to get, you don't try to, to uh, take for granted your job. You don't try to do things at work. You don't steal things from work. You don't steal time at work. You don't, you are a born-again believer. You have been bought with a price. You have been, I mean, there's a sacrifice in it. And so sometimes there's a sacrifice for us too. You do the best job you can. You treat people the best you can. You, you, listen, you live the life that is, a, that is an example of who you are supposed to be. I got to talk to a young fellow this week that he just, he wanted to do some work for me, so I hired him. I, I love to see these younger guys get out there and try to work. I'm kind of a, you know, I just, I love to see that and I love to give them a chance. Uh, he's just in his mid-twenties, and, and he said, I can do this, I can do this. And I said, I believe you can, so I'm going to set this out in front of you, and I want you to do it. Well, a couple of days went by, and he said, I can still do this, but it's going to take me two or three days. I said, no, you told me you're going to have it done this day. You're going to do what you said, because this is what you told me, and you're going to do it for this price, and that's all there is to it. He said, well, I can't do that. It's going to take a little bit longer. I said, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll give you one more day, and you're going to finish your job, or you're not going to get paid. 
Well, that didn't go over very well. And on my Facebook, they found out that I pastored a church. So everything changes at that point. He began to ask me for a little money here and a little money there. He said, I'll be almost done tomorrow. I'll have it done. Can you give me $100? Can you do this? So I slipped him a little bit of money because I knew he had more money in it than what I gave him. Well, he comes up to me yesterday and he said, well, my hand hurts so I can't finish the job. And I know that everything's okay. Here's your bill of $1,100. Can you just go ahead and pay me? I said, no. So they all three surrounded me in my yard and said, you're going to pay me. I said, no, I'm not. His uh, girlfriend looked at me and said, how Christian is that of you? I said, it's pretty Christian. I said, I had a deal with you. This is what you told me you was going to do. You will not get paid until you're done. You finish the job, and then we'll talk about getting paid. He called the sheriff on me. Now, I've had this happen to me before, okay? He called the sheriff on me, and, the, and he talked to the sheriff, and the sheriff said, you can't, you can't do anything about it. You have to finish what you started. Now, there's a, there's a story to this, right? We finish what we started. Don't you go out there and do a job and expect to get paid if you do not do that job. This is common sense. Don't go out and do something and expect to get paid on that when you don't, when you don't finish the job. That's, that's just, come on now. Well, yeah, but I'm a blood-bought Christian. That's exactly why. Yeah, but I'm, I'm favored. That's exactly why. You're favored. You've got, man, you've got talent. You've got skill. And if you can't do something, you tell them you can't do it. Common sense. We do the best that we can in everything we do because that's who we are. That's not what sends us, that's not what, that's not what sends us to heaven. That's not what gets us saved. But listen, the more we understand who we are in Christ, that's who we become. Now it's not, it is, is it Christian to tell somebody you must do your job right or do we just say, oh here, just go ahead. And Being a Christian does not mean you're a rug and everybody steps on you. You don't reward bad behavior, my wife says. Now you do it in a civilized manner. Don't pull out your gun. Come on. Don't pull out your gun and say, you want, you're not getting any money. You do it in a civilized manner because that's who you are. Boy, I don't know why I said that. That wasn't part of it. But anyway, that's who we are in Christ, right? Man, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, there's three things that I want to talk to you real quickly here. Can I have your attention for just 15, 20 minutes? There's three things right now that I want to talk to you, and I need your attention. I need you to get off your cell phone. If you're on the Bible, that's okay. If you're on the Bible app, that's okay, because we're going to go to some scripture here in a minute. But don't be playing games while I'm up here. Amen. Don't be, don't be smooching on your honey while I'm up here. You can wait till after church. I mean, there's just all kinds of things, because I want 15 to 20 minutes of your time is all I want. Hey, come on, give me an amen. amen. Three things I want to talk to you about. Number one is... We cannot just lose our salvation. We have been talking and talking year, uh, Sunday after Sunday about how powerful, how 
how great salvation is, how powerful it is. Even in Romans 8, Paul said that there is nothing, nothing that can take the love of God away from me. I don't care who it is. I don't care what it is. Nothing can take the love of God away from me. You cannot just lose your salvation like you lose your set of keys. Lost my wallet at Walmart the other day. Did I tell you that? Lost my wallet. It was in the buggy, man. And I, I don't know what it was doing in the buggy. I rolled my buggy up to the... I went. I, sometimes I get my oil and stuff from Walmart for my trucks. And I rolled the buggy right up to the thing in the, in the parking lot and left my wallet in it. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't my wallet. It was my phone. I already forgot what I left. It was my phone. <laughs> what? Left my phone. So I thought, oh, no, my wife's going to kill me. She's going to tell me, you know, $600 phone, you know, if you have to replace those dumb things. And, and so I went back to Walmart three hours later because that's all. I was clear across town. I went back and I went over there to the buggy rack, whatever you call that thing, and it wasn't there, of course. So I went in. I went up to the desk. I said, I left my phone here. And there's a little, little young fella in there, and he goes, yes. <laughs> he, he knew right then he had power over me. <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't you laugh, you do the same thing. I said, I left my phone here. He goes, yes, what color is it? I said, well, it's gray. It's got a gray cover over it. He goes, okay. What's on the front screen? I said, well, I think it's my dog. It's my red dog. Yes, that's what's on the front screen. He says, that may be on one screen, but what's on the other? <laughs> well, about then I felt the Christian rising up in me. Amen? <laughs> I said, I don't care what's on the other screen. I see my phone over there on your shelf. He said, you'll have to tell me what's on the other screen before I give you your phone. I thought and I thought and I thought, it's a grandchild. I know it is. I know it's one of my grandkids. I said, it's just, it's a little girl. He goes, okay, and handed it to me. I just couldn't remember what was on my screen. I thought, man, this guy is not going to give me my phone. He wants to keep my phone. He tried his hardest to keep that thing. I about lost it on this little Walmart employee. I was going to pull him over the counter. All of us go through tests and trials. It's how we accept and how we get through that trial. Man, your pastor almost lost it. He's going to be on the front page of the Owasso Reporter. Pastor drags the Walmart employee over the shelf. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need Gary's course. <laughs> but see, just because I messed up, I didn't lose my salvation that day. I didn't have to pray to God, you know, after I walked out of Walmart, God, you know, forgive me, would you please save me again? Some of us has gone through that all of our lives. We've been taught that you can just lose your salvation over the least little little thing. And it's constantly a condemnation upon you. Guys, there is nothing, no nothing that is more powerful than the authority and the power that resides in you today. Amen. Just because you do something bad one day doesn't mean that you have to get saved over again. Just to think that is ignorant. 
And yes, ignorance is preached from the pulpit sometimes. In Jesus' name, if that's what you've been taught, I want to free you from that this morning. That's not the Word of God. If you're a born-again believer, that Spirit is, you know what? The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, the Holy Spirit, when He comes inside of you and you, you accept Jesus as your Savior, He puts a stamp right on you on the inside. Pow! He, he brands you. How many of you have been branded in here? Maybe we ought to just, yeah, well, maybe we ought to just perform a branding ceremony one time. Amen? We'll get a lot of people show up. Let's brand Shaggy one Sunday morning. Amen? Anybody put, as an example... Man, I've been, I've been branded, you've been branded. You've got the branding of the Holy Spirit on you. And man, when the devil sees that, he's going to turn and walk away or he's going to get you. He's going to come get you. He's going he's to try his hardest. He's going to try his hardest to ruin your finances. He's going to try his hardest to ruin your marriage. He's going to try his hardest to turn you against your kids. He's going to try his hardest for your kids to turn against you. But when our mind is renewed, you see, it doesn't matter what comes against us. I mean, how many of you have just in the past few days or in the, in the past month had something come against you that it is just, it almost looks like you're not going to get through it? I'm telling you right now, the Lord wants you to know this morning, you're going to get through it. Amen. There is no way that we can lose. No way. There's no way that the born-again believer can lose. Amen. Let's go to the second one. To be a Christian baby or childlike does not mean that we have a baby spirit. Now, let me explain this to you. Some of you are looking at me like, what? There are some teachings going on out there that tell you that your soul and your spirit are one. This is called the New Age Movement, by the way. A lot of the New Age movement will tell you that your soul and your spirit are one. If you hear on the news, or on the, not on the news, well, you may hear it on the news, but if you hear it on TV time and time again, I'm saving souls. I'm saving, I'm saving someone's soul. That is a part of the New Age movement. Guys, as we talked about last week, and those of you who weren't here last week, at this point, you have got to get next last week. But your soul is constantly being saved. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your soul is constantly being saved. The more you understand who you are in Christ, the more set apart you become from the world. The more set apart your mind, your will, your emotions become from the world. The more set apart when things happen to you out there, no matter what's happening, the more set apart you become, the less that those things will bother you the less those things will bother me. Now, there's a lot of teaching out there going on that, that your spirit is a baby when you're born again. So your spirit grows the more that you go to church or the older that you get. This, again, is an ignorant teaching. I pulled up something on, on, on the internet the other day, and it was all about teaching your soul to behave. Teaching your soul to be, teaching your, I'm sorry, teaching your spirit to behave. Teaching your spirit to be a better spirit. Teaching your, this is so dumb. I've got to tell you, it is so ignorant that there are things out there like this. 
But you have got to understand, when you are born again, the Bible says that your spirit becomes new. Your spirit is completely transformed. Your spirit, there's a, there's a verse that says, we'll go to this here in a minute, but there's a verse that uses the word metamorphosis. That means that you have completely been changed to something else. So for us to say that our spirit has to change, our spirit has to grow, is once again ignorance. Your spirit is what it is. Listen, if you were born again yesterday, or if you were born again 30 years ago, the person that was born 30 years ago does not have more of God than the person has that was born again yesterday. You can't say that just because somebody has gone to church for 30 years, he, he or she is a better Christian than somebody who was born again yesterday. Come on now. We have got to understand that when we're born again, man, we have been changed just because, we're, just because we mess up, just because we say the wrong things, just because we almost beat a Walmart employee up one day. Or whatever it is, doesn't mean that our spirit has to become new again. Your spirit is new when you're born again. I don't care how bad you act. Your spirit is new. Now it's up to you for your mind to be renewed. So let's go, let's go really quick to the scriptures. We're going to close here in just a minute. Go ahead and bring me up Romans 12 too. We'll get caught up here, Ethan. Take a look at this. Oh, this is in the NLT. Now, now look at this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Didn't we talk about that just a while ago? Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Every person in here is a spirit, but you eventually are going to leave this place. The body, the person that you see in the mirror is not really you. That, is, that person is aging and eventually not even the movie stars, not even the ones with a lot of money, they cannot escape the fact that they are going to die. I don't care how much juice they put in their face or whatever that is to make them look newer. They're going to die. There's not one person unless, we go, if the, unless the Lord takes us. Well, that'd be great, wouldn't it? I'll go that day. But there's not one person that's going to escape death, bodily death. But you are a spirit. But while you're here, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Christians do not have a spirit problem. They have a mind problem. We don't have a spirit problem. We're born again, man. We've been made new from the inside out. The problem is with our mind. Let me go ahead and finish reading that. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. How are you going to know? How are you going to know what God has for you? You've got to transform your mind. If we don't transform our mind into the things of God, we, we will just automatically think that we're never... The devil's going to tell you... The devil's going to be able to beat up on you every day of your life. He'll beat up on me every day of my life if my mind is not transformed, if it's not, if it's not understanding, if it's not pulling understanding in, if it's not reading the Word of God, if it's not hearing the right things. As if you noticed last week, we talked about, man, when we hear the wrong things, when we watch the wrong movies, guess what comes into our mind? Now, it's up to you what you watch. 
It's up to you what you listen to. I can't stop you from doing any of that. But let's get closer to the things that transform our mind, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Do you realize that the more your mind is transformed, the more perfect thinking we become? The more perfect thinking we have, the more perfect we become, the more set apart from the world. Amen. Amen. Ooh, that's good. That's really good. All right, let's go on. Number three. Now that we know all this, and I've, I know there's got to be questions in this place, and you guys are almost afraid to ask me. So I'm going to bring it to you right now in closing. I'm just going to lay it on the line. We've been talking about how powerful that salvation is, how you can't just lose your salvation. You can't, you know, just because you're not a perfect person, you, you, you just can't go out there and, like you said, a keys, lose your salvation. You just can't. The, the power of God is so powerful that is on in each and every born-again believer that there are people who turn away. Are you listening to me? So, this is going to destroy everything that you may have been taught in the past. There may be a, you may have been from a past denomination. I'm not saying that denominations teach everything wrong because they don't. But once saved, always saved, or backsliding, neither one of them are correct. I'm just letting that soak in here for a minute. Because you guys are looking at me like, what are you saying? There's a couple of verses, there's a few verses actually in the Bible that talk about people that turn away from the Lord. And I think God is sending me in this direction because I think that there may be somebody in this place that thinks I have turned so far away from God that I have no turning back. Let's go to Hebrews. Watch this. Bring that up there for me, Ethan. Hebrews, let me tell you where that is. Got it? Hebrews 6, 4 through 6. For it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit. Now, here's, what, here's who we're talking about. People who knew. People who understood. People who were mature Christians is who we're talking about right here. Let's go ahead who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then, what? Turn away from God. It is impossible to bring such people back to repentance. By rejecting the Son of God, they themselves are nailing Him to the cross once again and holding Him to public shame. There are actually people out there in this world that know better, that understand who they are in Christ, that understand who the Son of God is, that will turn away from the faith. Do you know what's so difficult about this verse to me? Is I don't understand how if somebody knew, understood God, who, who God was, understood the Son of God, understood the things of God, and still turned away. Now, over the years, I've had people ask me, do you think that I've come so far in my belief that I am not going to be able to turn? I am lost. I am out there 
and you may be one of those people that are thinking that very, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. I think I've turned so far. I have done, man, I have been out there. And those people asked me that, and I said, the very reason you're asking me shows me that you have not gone far enough. Because when a, when a person goes so far that they cannot come back, they no longer have any conviction about them. They don't go to church. They don't want to have anything to God. Guys, let me tell you, it's a very dangerous thing to start saying, I don't believe in God anymore. It's a very dangerous thing to start saying that. Well, I, and I know that some of us have gotten to the point in our life to where we wonder where God is. I mean, we really wonder if God's even here. But when we start saying, we publicly say, we publicly out of our mouth that I don't believe in God anymore, they're getting to a dangerous place. But just for somebody to say, just for somebody to bring it up, just for somebody to have the conviction in their heart and knowing that they have done wrong, but yet they're wondering if they could ever turn back, shows me right there that they have not gone too far. There may be somebody in this place that somebody has told you. Yeah. Let's, let's, just let the, let's just let the Spirit of God speak here, okay? There may be somebody in this place that somebody has told you because of the way you're living, because of the, who you are, because of what you've done, you have gone so far, you're never coming back. Some of you are looking at me like, who would say that? Other Christians. Yep. We're the only religion that likes to kill our wounded. That eats their young. Is that what you yep. said? Yep. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to say. I've even had people ask me, do you think this person has gone so far? Asking me about other people. Do you think this person has gone so far that they'll never come back? Once again, that is never, that is not for me or you to ever say. We never heap condemnation upon anybody. We never tell everybody they're going to hell in a handbasket. That is not the Christian way of living our lives. And some of you have gone through so much and what people have said to you, this is, this is who you are, you'll never come back, this is, this is the way it is, I want you to know right now, God is setting you free, you're sitting in church right now. Right. You have not gone too far. Amen. That doesn't mean it's not time for repentance and to turn from what yeah. you're doing. Amen? Amen? But God wants you to know right now, you still belong to Him. Oh my goodness, you're still a child of God. You can put your hands up in the air and say, I am still a child of God. No matter, I've turned so way, and I've even said, God, I don't even want you anymore. How, you know, I, I, God, I've been so mad at you because you have not brought the things to my life like I've wanted. God, I'm so upset with you because my marriage is falling apart. God, I've been so mad at you. God wants you to know, you can get as mad as you want. You still belong to him. Man, you've been branded with the Spirit of God. I don't know if I've ever, honestly, I don't know if I've ever met anybody that's gone so far that they can't turn back. And if they have, that's not up to me, and that's not up to you. 
we still pray for them. I guess those of you realize by now that you can't make somebody believe anything. You can't make anybody change their mind. Don't you ever ask me to pray for somebody to change their mind. You cannot change somebody's mind. You pray for them. What do I pray for them? You pray that God brings somebody along their path that can talk to them. You're not, you may not be able to talk to them anymore because they're so mad at you. But you pray for somebody to bring them. Some of our kids will not listen to us. You pray for some, even if he's in jail, amen? Talked about that this morning. Even if he's in jail, you pray for somebody in jail to come across his path or her path and talk to him. You know, God operates everywhere. And he wants you to know today that if you've been, if you've been heaped upon so much condemnation, People have said to you, you got to get saved again. you got to get back. you got to get back down and get your salvation again. Girl, you've been messed up so bad. God wants you to know you're still His. You've always been His. Repent from your ways. Amen. Repent from those. And repent means that you turn and you don't go back. Amen. But every time you go back, God still is going to reach His arms out and just take you right back. Man, God, the grace of God is so good. Yes, ma'am? Sure. I'm oh, sorry, I'm, I'm like a shocker, but someone's telling me that sometimes it's very important to listen to God. Sure. You can talk to God anywhere you want. It doesn't have to be in church. How many of you realize the quieter it gets around you, the, the louder the voice of God is? Amen? Come on, stand up with me. Come on, there's been some freedom taking place. Grab a hold of your, grab a hold of your honey beside you, if she or he is beside you. If you don't have a honey with you, grab a hold of your kid. Grab a hold of that boy back there. He's almost as tall as you. Just grab him, give him a big old, yeah. Lay your hands on somebody right now. Man, God is freeing people this morning. God is freeing people. Oh, my, my kids are making out on the back seat. So, so, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and kiss your honey right now. Tell her how much you love her. Tell her how much you forgive her. Amen. There you go. Come on. Father, we thank you. Come on, let's just, let's just, just, keep, just keep on grabbing hold of somebody. Yeah, grab a hold of Carrie, man. That, grab a hold of that father-in-law. Put him in a big headlock. Father, we just thank you right now. Oh, we thank you for the love of God going all over this place. Father, we just, we just lay hands on each other because this is our family. Father, we lay hands on each other, on, on each other and we, 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 just, we, we speak healing upon, upon each and every person in this room. Father, we speak, oh, Father, we just speak deliverance upon the marriages in this place. We speak marriage. Amen. Amen. Oh, man, things are going on in this place. Come on, just soak it up right now. Soak it up right now. Soak it up right now in Jesus' name. Spirit of God, move in this place. There's healing going on right now. Hallelujah. There's somebody in this place that... that, that there's, a, there's a married couple in this place that you've been trying to get pregnant for so long. In Jesus' name, that seed is being planted. Hallelujah. Children are on the way. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Oh man, that's, that is fantastic. There's somebody that's saying right now, God, I've done so much wrong. I've been in so many bad places. People have told me I'm not saved. People have said so many. God wants to know right now, you're free. You belong to him. Don't you listen to those people. Don't you listen to that negative. Even if they're born again Christians, don't you listen to them. Don't you listen to those negative voices in Jesus' name. You've been set free. You've been set free. Father, I thank you right now that there's, there's, there's things going on in, in not only the marriages, but between, between children and parents right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, soak it up. Oh, there's forgiveness in Jesus' name. Forgiveness going on in this place right now. Forgiveness going on. Hallelujah. Father, I just, I just speak over each and every marriage in this place. The strength of the Holy Spirit is going to resides in each and every husband and wife. And in Jesus' name, wedding, uh, <laughs> a new wedding is going to take in place. The new honeymoon, that's where I'm getting. Hallelujah, honeymoon is going to take place. Come on, I can say this in church. Come on, come on, just take it right now. In Jesus' name, you've been separated for so long. There's a new honeymoon getting ready to take place in your, in your marriage. There's going to be forgiveness take place. There's going to be things going on. There's going to be, you're going to come closer together. There's some things that you need to say. There's some things that you don't need to say. Listen, there's sometimes that you need to keep your mouth closed and sometimes you need to open it. There's sometimes that you need to let go of pride. And let the Spirit of God move in this place. Let the Spirit of God move in your household. Father God, we thank you. He's, just, he's speaking to all of us in here this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm no longer afraid of fear. I am a child of God. Come on, everybody say it with me. I am... A child of God. Come on, let's give him a shout this morning. Woo! Woo, the Spirit of God has moved in this place. Now you take what belongs to you. You take what's on the inside of you. It works from the inside out. Amen? The more you understand who you are, the more you understand the Word of God, the more you know who you are. And when you go out the door, you let people know. Don't, I'm not telling you that you're going to do everything perfect. I'm not telling you that you're going to live everything right every day. You're going to do something right, wrong every now and then. But listen, the more you understand who you are, the more separated you become from the world. Amen. There's somebody in here that you've been trying to get over a cussing fit for so long in your life. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. There's somebody, what? There's more than one, evidently. There's somebody in here that you're trying to get over a cuss. You just can't seem to get over that. And it embarrasses you to even do it. I want you to take it right now. God's delivering you from that right now. Come on. Come on. Let's see. Just everybody put your hand up. We don't want to center somebody out. In Jesus' name, you're being delivered from that right now. Those cussing fists that you have, those, those shots of anger that you have that bring that, in Jesus' name, you have been delivered right now where you stand. Now, you just go ahead and take it. If that's you, we're all, we all got our hands up. Now, you just take it. You just take that right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Well, as I said a while ago, there, there, are, there may be one, there must be one or two couples that you are trying to have a child. God wants you to know right now that by faith you are going to have that child. There's somebody in here that's going to announce in the next few weeks that they are pregnant. No, Crusher, it is not you and Becky. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Shaggy, where are you going? <laughs> Oh man, once again, there's God is working in your God is working in your marriage. There's somebody in here that you your marriage is going to become a honeymoon for the next one or two weeks. You're going to say, Wow, this is fantastic. Don't let that honeymoon end. Amen. Amen. You may have been married for five, ten, fifteen years, but the honeymoon is coming back. Amen. The honeymoon is do I need to go out there and lay hands on people right now? <laughs> Amen. Don't want to embarrass anybody, but ooh, God is working. Amen. Amen. You guys ready to leave now? Oh, okay. <laughs> Woo! I can't wait for some big testimonies in the next few weeks. Amen? You ready to get out of here like we always get out of here? Now, I want you to mean it now. After all we've been through today, you're going to mean it. You're going to stick your hand up in the air. You're going to be shouting. Come on now. Let's put our fist up in here like this. Come on. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am a brand new creation in Him. I have now approached the presence of God with no condemnation of sin. I have the mind of Christ. Therefore, what belongs to Him? Come on, let me hear it. Now give Him a shout one more time.